You're listening to the Vanilla Weeds podcast, co-hosted by three women from three continents. Mia Catherine Boyle from Seattle, United States, Dayu Dwirani from Jakarta, Indonesia, and Natalia Blagova from Zurich, Switzerland, originally from Sofia, Bulgaria. We met in the global community of changemakers and co-creators, women heart to heart. Our experiences there showed us that no matter how different we think we are, when we connect heart to heart, we experience our shared humanity and that special sense of oneness and common values. We've surprised ourselves with what we are capable of when we feel supported to be true to ourselves. We felt the unlimited possibilities that open up when we team up with like-minded yet diverse people and tap into our collective intelligence. Vanilla Weeds podcast will support fellow changemakers, men and women, of diverse expertise and origins. Together, we will deepen our awareness of the world we live in, developing the courage to speak truth to bullshit and to act driven by our highest aspirations. We will have conversations with each other and with special guests about everything that really matters to each one of us today and everything that supports us in mastering the art of living together. Listen to the Vanilla Weeds podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Get in touch with us if you have topics that interest you or ideas about guests we should invite. Share with your network if something touches you. Hello, meeting uh, us again with the Vanilla Weeds podcast crew on today's episode. Uh, with me, Dayu, in Indonesia, and of course, Natalia on Switzerland, and Mia at Seattle. Hey. Hi. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's a new episode, and of course, we want to talk about something that yeah, really inspires our listeners, hopefully, and let's say that we are going to talk about artificial intelligence. And... Uh, from where I can start talking about artificial intelligence, uh, there's something that came up to my mind that should we be worried about this artificial intelligence? Because I read so many articles about this AI thing and the articles say that uh, we should be careful or we should be aware that this AI can swap up so many jobs that a human can do and should we be worried about that or how how should we cope with the information that we know about this artificial intelligence? So I'm going to open the conversation and I would like to ask my crews and how to how to make straight of how to gather information about this artificial intelligence. Mia or Natalia? Well you could use artificial intelligence <laughs> <laughs> because from my side for me there's nothing i don't know there's nothing that can replace human actually because ai cannot feel so i never i never really consider that really the, the ai can do that the ai can replace human i because i don't think so because there are no other thing that can replace emotion that really differs uh, between human and other things that's my point that's my standpoint and yeah, yeah I don't know yeah how about you I would agree I think though that 
maybe there's a meta issue in that in that it's not so much that it 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 might replace that it's just that for one thing well i want to i don't feel like i can really answer your question without first saying that the to me the bigger issue about ai is who is creating ai who is behind who's the designer who's making the decisions about what ai does and doesn't do and it seems to me that there's a very very small perilously small group who um is uh invested with the power to do this and there's no it's not an open process there's no full disclosure to uh the rest of humanity about what is going on and um it seems to me like we need to change the whole process of developing what this is if we're going to do it and i guess because it can be done it will be done so on some level we have to we have to face the fact that this is happening it's going forward and we need to wrestle back some of the initiative to have an input um whether that is having global breakout groups to discuss. I don't know what it would be. Voting, I have no idea, but there needs to be an effort to really hear the voices of so many people of humanity in general, what what we want out of it, what, what it should and shouldn't be. Um, we're just not having these conversations uh, and not incidentally i think a lot of people are looking about looking toward the current current development in ai as a as maybe a fascistic thing that's happening uh, i i hear the word totalitarian a lot now and um you know there's good reasons for that and then maybe maybe some other superfluous perhaps uh judgments but be that as it may, I, I don't feel empowered about what's happening at all. And I'm looking on in um, in terror, actually, <laughs> at what's going on. Um, it's not so much about the jobs, although that's sort of a talking point that they use in order to get buy-in. And I hear myself saying they, and as in they and us, and, and I think that's really unfortunate. Could because really I want to be able to say that's what we're doing, but I don't really feel that it's, it's at that point. And, and because it's not, perhaps we should slow the, the forward movement and really analyze and, and critically think about not just what AI is doing, but who is creating it, who are these people and what's motivating them and, um, what is their experience in terms of how do they see the world? I don't even know, really. Um, I'll just say that for now. Yeah, I actually agree with your points, and I would even widen the dialogue. So, so for me, there are a number of very different issues. So first, jobs will be replaced. Jobs are being replaced as we speak. And uh, I don't think society is completely ready, although we have been talking about this, and some people have been talking about this for years. Uh, but it, it's a fact. It's already happening. 
at the same time, there are a lot of jobs that are being created, new jobs that are being created. So the problem is not that there will be no work for humanity. The problem is nobody is thinking that the person that was working on the cash register of a shop or as a translator or as uh, some accountant actually, so some of the, the jobs, doctors even, I mean, a lot of jobs will um, disappear. You know, translator is a great, that's a great um, metaphor as well, because when AI is doing a translation, what is getting lost in that translation? Yeah, so, so I, I agree with that. So that's the other question. But just to finish on the job, uh, the problem is the people that were sitting on the cash register or have been translating the uh, text cannot immediately become uh, moved to the professions which are needed, which is more around, uh, I don't know, programming maybe, ethical issues. Like basically, there's totally new jobs being created, but there will be a gap. And, and I'm very familiar with this gap because when my country was going in transition, uh, different transition, but uh, still a transition. We had this period in which people which were above certain age uh, just didn't find their job, couldn't find jobs. So we um, we were joking often that we have a generation of professors, university professors, and uh, uh, engineers, and in general. Uh, people with high education, they were taxi drivers and cleaning ladies. It was a whole generation of, let's say, 40, those that were around 45 when the transition was happening couldn't make it because it, it just didn't work. Young people were okay. So, so for me, there's a whole conversation around that, which is not happening in the right way. Like, what is happening with the specific people that are losing jobs and uh, they own, uh, how would society support them? So that's one conversation. It's pretty clear what needs to happen and what's not happening. That's kind of a, the easiest part. Uh, otherwise, I absolutely agree with you that something is lost. I'll give another example, actually. There's a lot of AI that is already being trained in providing spiritual help and advice. Oh, really? Really? Yes, <laughs> yes that's happening as well. So, we can, where is this um, happening? I mean, I I, uh, I don't know the names of the apps, but there are apps which. Oh, it's can, an app. It's it's apps which you can. Uh, it's like a psychology they, thing. Yeah, they help you. Like I don't know, they give you meditations, and you can chat with them on. Uh, so basically, you can tell them about problems, and they when you go to the church. Oh, the uh, priest confession. Confession. This is the word I was looking for. So, so, so confess. Like you can confess, and it advises you. Confess to a computer. It's yes. getting weird for every 
every day <laughs> so for me oh. uh, so that's a whole other uh, so I personally salute that humanity is advancing and this is getting born for me that's not the pro that's not where the problem lies because if we use it correctly, I mean, I have a big question here, just like you, how are we using it? But in general, if we use it correctly, for me, it's absolutely amazing. I personally played with chat GPT a lot, and it saves time. It saves time in tedious work, but, uh, uh, and you don't have to use it directly. So, so for example, for translation, you can ask it to translate and then you can do your own editions but it saves you time from you know the the, the boring part of the work mm -hmm. so yeah in, in that in that part if it's used great well i actually think it's great the mm -hmm. problems are elsewhere so so for me i would try to to mark them because we have several conversations here so first of all, I absolutely agree. The biggest out of all questions is who owns it. Uh, so there's just way too much concentration in power. And the problem is we just, we're waking up to it now. We're not even fully aware of it still. This was already happening for years. Five years ago, it was already happening for years. And they were talking oh, yeah. about things they're doing and so on. So the concentration of power has been going on for a while, and it's uh, that's a big question. That's one of them. The second is, um, initially, I was thinking exactly as Dayo was saying, oh, humans, we're different. We have, as she said, emotions. I would add intuition, consciousness, uh, moral reasoning, uh, things like that. And I still believe that, but uh, as I shared, I think I shared in a previous conversation, I actually went and asked ChatGPT, it was just interesting for me, uh, how we humans are better than AI. <laughs> I, I was, no, how are we different than AI? I just, I mean, it was playful. And it did come up, I have actually opened the list. So it said, we uh, <clears throat> we have consciousness and self-awareness, creativity and imagination, emotions and feelings, flexibility and adaptability, intuition and judgment, moral reasoning and ethics, social interaction and communication, purpose and motivation, learning and development and physical capabilities and sensory experience. So Wow. Powerful. It is powerful, yes. And it finished by adding these differences highlight the unique qualities of human beings and the limitations of machines despite their advanced abilities in specific areas. Okay, so, so my first um, feeling was great. Right, exactly as you I mean it's a lot, it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. And then I started looking at it again. Okay, so the list 
which uh, the chat GPT um, came up with, as I was saying, is consciousness and self-awareness, creativity and imagination. Just one second, this is, um, okay. Creativity and imagination. So basically it says humans have the ability to generate novel ideas, be creative and so on. Uh, I mean, this is something actually humans don't understand. And I see in a lot of the um, articles written about it, it's not being understood. But right. AI in its today form, in general, robots, AI, any machines, we can only perform tasks within, we can only perform what we're programmed to, uh, to perform. They follow a script, they follow, uh, I mean, we cannot move beyond that. There's a, whole, a lot of misunderstanding there at, at this point. I'm not saying that what we can do is little. We can do a lot. I'm just saying uh, some of uh, the interpretation is just in the imaginations of people. Uh, <clears throat> emotions and feelings. The next one is flexibility and adaptability. So we can adapt to new situations, learn from experience, uh, intuition and judgment, moral reasoning and ethics, social interaction and communication, purpose and motivation, learning and development, and then physical capabilities and sensory experience. So when I started working again, but so initially I was really like happy to see our human capabilities <laughs> described and how we're different from machines. And then I started looking deeper. And that's why that's where I started understanding why people are so much afraid of AI for the wrong reason. So I think we should be afraid of AI, but for other reasons. And I think that, uh, here is why I think we are afraid for the wrong reasons. We have developed in the last years of humanity, I'm talking the last hundred years, we have actually developed uh, an understanding of ourselves as we, we treat ourselves as machines, I'll, I'll simplify it like that. Mm -hmm. We actually, the, the things that we study the things that we are proud of. So, so for example, for years, humanity has measured in intellect by um, uh, AI, not AI, by um, IQ. IQ, IQ. <clears throat> and in in IQ, in the way we measured IQ until now, <clears throat> AI will always beat us because it's dealing with huge amounts of data and huge speed. So as far as IQ, we have no chance. Our, where we are much, 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 much more developed is these things. But as I looked at them, these are the things we don't understand. Sometimes we deny, and even if we accept them, we don't have a common understanding of what that means. 
So consciousness and self-awareness, there's just so many. Uh, uh, I mean, majority of human population cannot explain you what that is. Uh, creativity and imagination, yes, we have a lot of people who use that, but there's a huge number of people who cannot also, do not re really relate where creativity coming from and what it actually is. Emotions and feelings, we've been told it, it, they're bad. <laughs> so a lot of people have actually, uh, I mean, they're living a life of, uh, I don't know here whether you agree with me, but for me, a big part of the population is numb. Mm, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, meaning I, I think, with, um, um, there, you know, what I'm hearing you saying in general here, and I, I think it's a very interesting point, is that, um, how can I phrase this? Uh, in general, human beings, we as animals, the animal bodies that we are in, and the way that we interact with one another as human beings, we ourselves have certain program traits as a biological being right and and they they have evolved in order for us to survive in this environment that we live in and and what that really means is that we have assumptions built into us about how we proceed and when we deal with ai we can't turn those assumptions off. So we still have the assumption when we're responding to a piece of communication that there's a, a human essence behind it, even though we might know we're talking to a computer. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and so there's a constant um, illusory aspect to that when people, humans interact with computers ultimately over time if not right away we forget that we're talking to a machine that does not have moral capacity um or any of the the complex reasoning skills that we have just automatically so there's that um but then the other thing that's interesting is that um and i'm not sure how to put this either but um it's kind of a strange thing what human beings when we think about evolution okay human evolution um we tend to and and correct me if i'm wrong here but i tend to think of it human evolution that is as a a state of innate progress and by that i mean that we progress in and of our whole self, our physical, as well as our spiritual and our mental, we're all, uh, the, any kind of evolution that we might be experiencing, um, and you can take that as a deepening of consciousness, or you can take that literally as like, you know, a, a, a biophysical change, whatever, either one, it doesn't really matter, but that, the fact that it's a human evolution um, precludes really relying too much on tools and and that's really changed in the last i don't know i think it's really been affected by industrialization so what i really mean by this is 
for instance, um, and, and these aren't good examples, but, but in terms of writing, why do we need to use a keyboard? Why can't we just use our hand, you know? But using a keyboard means that there's an extra step. There's an extra piece of equipment. There's something outside of ourselves that we're using, okay? Um, and it, it goes down the line until you get to uh, actual computers. We're using computers to do some thinking for us. And, and some of that makes a lot of sense, like the way you described how one might use a uh, translation program, not to just let it translate everything you say, but to do the easy stuff that we don't really have to think too hard about. Um, and that's very, very reasonable. And I understand why one would want to do that. However, I think over time and as that tendency reiterates itself over time, um, it's possible that we end up no longer doing anything for ourselves and that we have extended ourselves outside of us ourselves rather than really learning. You know, I was thinking about this in terms of jobs. You're talking about how computers are taking these jobs and, and I was thinking about jobs I've had in my life. And if there were, you know, because there were no computers to do these jobs, jobs that I didn't really necessarily need to do to enrich my life, <laughs> you know, um, like, okay, this is a really trite example, but I'm going to say, you know, when I, um, when I graduated from college, I actually found myself washing dishes for a little while. Okay. And um, there I was washing dishes thinking, oh, this is why I went to, went to school, <laughs> joking. But the, the truth of the matter is in that job and in many successive jobs that didn't really make sense for my background, I learned quite a bit and I enriched my own soul through doing this work and having interactions that I was having with people that I was meeting in those jobs. And just by dint of the work that we did, it wasn't easy. It wasn't fun, but we bonded together and, and we learned from it and we, um, we were actually enriched by it. And I, I, you know, I'm not just trying to make some argument for, uh, for human beings needing to do their own work all the time. But what I'm really trying to get at is, is this nebulous point beyond that, which is that, you know, a lot of times exper human experience is born of things that we, we don't anticipate that might, you know, enrich us or that might help us, or that might be the thing that we need to be doing. And I'm, I'm thinking that if we're going to have computers doing everything that we think of as being menial tasks or something that a computer can do instead of us, um, it could have far-reaching effects on um, in a deeper way. And I suspect that anyway, because I don't, I don't really know how I feel about computers replacing our physical experience. And, and uh, I don't think it's gone well 
in the past. Industrialization, I I think many look at it as a leap forward and I'm not trying to, to be a Luddite here, but I'm saying that I, I don't think we've learned all the lessons from the negative aspects of industrialization. And now we're launching right into this era of AI and um, it's even more nebulous. Like we really don't even know who the who the stakeholders or the creators the designers who they really are and what what decisions they're basing things on and or or what choices are being made um what you know it's 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 just such an overwhelmingly massive uh turn of events happening to all of us in the most bizarre and opaque way i um, it's, and it's, and yet people aren't really questioning it. And I, I mean, there are some, of course, there's always some, but I'm, I'm just really surprised that more people aren't really, really going, oh, should we be doing this? I mean, this is kind of, you know, I mean, it goes in all directions, like the deep fake videos that are now like surfacing and, you know, uh, everything that's gone on in the last two to three years around elections and all the social media stuff, this isn't unrelated to AI in a way, because AI is being employed, whether we know it or not. It's already being used against us in a way, um, and or at the very least to manipulate our opinions without us knowing. That's a fact. And it's a fact that needs to really wake some people up here because you know it's it's in its infancy and we've you know we're more or less on to that but you know in the future and perhaps even in the present i mean i ask what is being done right now you know that we don't know about that's changing how we look at things and and how we look at each other for that matter I mean, this is such a massive topic. I hope I'm not going too far afield. I hope I'm not standing in the weeds here, but. Um... I mean, it's. Uh, for me, maybe because it's connected to work I'm doing, but for me, the main problem is we're not. We haven't awoken to our full human capacity and of being. You, you're saying biological, but I'm adding, I mean, you said also spiritual being. We don't still have a, humanity has, doesn't have a common understanding on any of these things. None mm -hmm. of these things are studied. Everything we've ever studied and done is connected to things that the machines can do better. Not everything, sorry. But 80% of uh, things we're doing can be done faster and better with machines and the things that we need to be focused on and I would put there human agency, moral agency I mean our responsibility of for example moral judgment so, so we need to be thousands of people now involved in thinking how do we use this uh, technology but our focus is not there, our focus is has always been on um, Acquiring knowledge, uh, I'm just saying most people's approach to, to themselves, 
denies a lot of the importance of these things which are here on this list and places their identity is around things that indeed the machine can do better. And mm. and and this puts people into a, so for me the first solution is we need to very much fast adapt education, adapt our own thinking, have people trained to understand simple things like uh, in the preliminary conversations we were talking about intuition. What is intuition? Where is it coming from? How can we use it? Ask any um, kind of self-aware uh, high-level leader. I mean, there's books written about, but they will tell you the biggest decisions have been around intuition. So, so we know it, but how do we use it? How do we tap into it? So, so intuition, just one simple example. Yeah. So, mm. so for me, it's like the whole human development. There's very few education for young children, for example, that focus on creativity, on connection to nature, on uh, intuition, on emotions, on on, on these things. Uh, very few. Right. Most of it is very like I'm working with students at the moment, and most of it is about yes, we ask them to analyze things, yes, we ask them to think about things, but everything is within the constraints of books that were written, and at the end they need to perform according to these books that were written. We're not teaching yeah. them to think outside of that. There's uh, such a hunger for uh, technology uh, uh, to progress for, for, for uh, well, you know, I almost have the feeling that it it's related to or the same as an arms race because it's just, yes, yes there's this exactly immediacy about it. Yes, yeah, it's an arms you know, race. It's, it's an, an arms, arms race. race. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and, okay. and I didn't want that. And, and, and I, you know, this whole, I don't know if you have STEM where you are, we have a whole educational, uh, ideology that's, that's come about in the last, I don't know how many years, 10, 15 years called STEM and it stands for science, technology, uh, I don't even know yeah, something in math or um, engineering uh, and, math. and yeah and missing from it is I guess poetry and you know the new the new version of this is team so science technology engineering arts and math so they okay DA oh uh, they put art in there huh yes yeah well I, I wonder what they mean when they say art art i mean you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah from what moment, but <laughs> yeah from what i heard with, with our conversation and looking at the list that natalia shared and and and, and one one word that you you said earlier to mia it's uh, uh i came across that thinking right now is like we we, we actually we do not have to worry about the threats that came from this AI because one thing that can really hmm, dif different AI and human there, there are no souls so from the 
AI, but when we are talking about consciousness, creativity, emotions, all of the list that we we can see that what is different us from AI, it's the soul. It's really, really hum hum. It's really humanity. They really have soul and machines that that did that did not have soul and they will not. I I can get uh, what Natalia uh, tried to explain earlier. What what we are trying to do right now is doing the the things that according to the machines, according to the books that will that is written from years ago, and it's not relevant until uh, 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 on this uh, right now this time. And if we are if we are going to keep doing that way, yes, we are going to be worried that we are going to re to be replaced with the AI, and. What should I think? What should we do right now is try open up our soul right now uh, to uh, open our open ourselves to embrace the learning about consciousness, learning about the creativity, learning about how to enhance your physical capabilities and the sensory experience that any no no machine cannot replace the soul of us human when we are feeling the the feeling that we are experiencing there there are no machines can replace a soul because i totally agree with yeah. you there the problem is that if they are put in a position where they ultimately have decision making capabilities then not having a soul suddenly becomes a huge problem because they're going to be making decisions about our lives and yet not according to any kind of soul consideration, right? So the, the worry of say a RoboCop or a, a cyber soldier, um, you know, which we pretty much already have in action. Like, I mean, these drones are, you know, one example, mm -hmm. um, then again, you know, any kind of weapon is sort of an example of that, but, but, uh, but really the computerized artificial intelligence and the weaponry, uh, are really what are so concerning because of the fact that they don't have discernment They're, you know, and who is programming them. And, and there are psychopaths who can do, who, you know, <laughs> This is unfortunately not an impossible scenario. So while I totally agree with what you're saying, Dayu, there are concerns for that exact reason, you know, and that's unfortunate because I agree with you. We should be exploring consciousness with each other together, you know, um, and there are so many other important things to be doing than trying to find the ultimate way to manipulate one another with some tool. That's really how I look at it right now, because, you know, we've, we've put art at the bottom of the list and, and we've put math and science at the top and most of the great mathematicians and scientists were artists. You know, they, they understood the importance of art and, and that's what, was made them great that was what made them able to really be scientists and really be mathematicians 
I don't really see this as an end goal, uh, uh, you know, means to an end to have the greatest machinery, the greatest weaponry, the greatest technology per se. We really need to go deep inside, not outside. We need to explore our inner consciousness, our, you know, inner uh, reaches, the, the, the expanse of what is going on, the potential that we have in our own minds, the connection we have between our minds and our hearts. None of this is being talked about in any serious way. Yeah, and I think this is where the, the real danger is. As I said in the beginning, we are afraid for all the wrong reasons and we're not working. I'm talking in general on the average humanity. And when we're not looking at where we should be looking. And for me, it's exactly me and the last things you were saying. Uh, and I would add to that, that um, something I've been talking for years, that we have trained people that it's, it's business. It's not personal. It's business. Like you, you have heard me say that, right? This is mm -hmm. this is such a dominant um, statement when you're in business that you shouldn't get too emotional, too wrapped up around things. That you should just do your job and have fun outside of work. Uh, I mean, also the whole story about work-life balance. It's also like life is outside of work. Work, you go just to make money. I mean, these are all things that are underlying uh, the, the psychology the, of uh, people in jobs. And why I'm talking about this again is because the people that are creating these machines are exactly like that way in that mode of it's just it's not personal it's just business right and you can do this is yeah. exactly what Mia you were talking about when you do things without soul we've been trained to, to, to approach work like that I'm not saying everybody is doing that but I'm saying that a huge number of people are exactly like this approaching they're proud of what they're creating and they, they are not thinking beyond that so, um, you know, I, I, you're making me, exactly mm -hmm. I, I heard somebody talking about an idea about a sort of a sci-fi scenario of AI. Um, I'm actually not sure whether they were talking as, as a fiction or whether they were being totally serious. Doesn't really matter because, but the point is very interesting. And the point was that they believed in the story AI is a frequency that comes from outer space and it's invading different planets. And when it, when it comes to a, a civilization, the way that it invades is it inhabits the mind and like a parasite and it obsesses the mind with creating machinery it obsesses the mind with machines and that animal body that has that parasite becomes like a, a living creature that be that believes it's a machine that acts like a machine anyway that must create the machine and i'm sort of seeing that you know unfortunately there's there's a real true aspect to that to that idea that it's as if that has already happened that has already happened that we uh, understand ourselves as machines. Yeah. 
and, we're and doing that now me, yes and and for me that's why the main thing is i mean that's why this wandry list is important because we need with a very fast speed actually starting it, we owe it to ourselves to develop these skills i, I call this the human advantage by the way in my work mm. uh, so so if we are to look at this as a fight against machines or as a competition, how do you compete? I mean, anybody in business can tell you, you need to differentiate yourself. You need to know what your competitive advantage is. And that's why I call this the human advantage because we need to very fast realize it and tap into it. And the good news is we already have all these things. And as part of, we just have neglected this qualities and competences. Part of them is also moral, uh, human and moral agency, the ability to make judgments, the ability to think for yourself. And for me, this is critical because we're not, we're not fully thinking for ourselves. Uh, no, we're not. We're obsessed with, uh, you know, um, machinery we're obsessed with it obsessed with making it more powerful and it's it is taking over in a way where i mean i i've seen uh i've been to people's houses where they're they're having their kids watch these videos about being soldiers and killing you know i mean it's just so weird like they're not even really thinking about that. It turns out that apparently um, video games haven't really, they're having a different effect on us too. It's not just as obvious as what we might think. But the point really is that what we're still not going inside. We're still not looking at ourselves. We're still not searching for the spirit and the and the true opening, the true way, the true uh, doorway, right? That that we know is is there. That artists have been telling us since yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, it's just another way to keep looking outside of ourselves, and as such, I argue it's it's an addiction, really. It's an addiction of power and intellect, perhaps. Um, and, and I you know... I think something else, because I think artists have been, have been, like, true artists have been showing us for years how to use these human capacities. Uh, right. And there's a lot to learn from them in that regard. Well, you know... The, the true difference between computers and humans is that computers are constrained by the design that humans give them. Yeah. And that's what we need to really understand is that after all, we're talking about a script with we're just following a script that somebody is writing. So, so that's the, the key question is, not why AI is doing this, that, and the other, but who who is programming it, mm -hmm. who is taking the decisions, and mm -hmm. it's about their bias, it's about their political agenda, it's about that's the real question we need to be focused on. 
Well, you know, I, I had a chance to uh, listen to a CEO of uh, the company that created GPT. I, I don't know his name. I don't know this guy. I've seen about, uh, to be fair, <laughs> I've seen about 15 minutes of him speaking. <laughs> so I wouldn't say that what I'm say saying about him is informed. But, but I will say that in that time that I saw him speaking... Um, I found him to be highly intelligent, interesting person. Um, but he made a comment that really struck me. And he said, the computer is just trying to help you. And, and I, I feel like he really was sincere about that. Like he, he was striving to create, to create something that was of use to humanity but I was so struck by the naivety of that statement and the the idealism of it. And, you know, I, fair enough. I'm taking it out of context, possibly. And and I, I don't mean to be saying but these I things. Think, about... yeah, I don't think you're taking it out of context. Sorry to interrupt, but I just want to make a point here. Mm. I think the much, a huge part of tech people are really acting. I don't know about him enough either. I'm, I'm talking more generally. A lot of people really believe uh, they, they have positive idealistic intent. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. But, but this doesn't diminish the fact that they're just as asleep as we are. Uh, right. So, so it's not, so I don't think I'm, I mean, that's my opinion, that not everybody is uh, uh, doing this with some evil bad intent. Yeah, it's not I think people are genuinely looking at this as an amazing progress. And I can see that honestly there's a part of me that actually I'm excited that I can have such a tool next to me because I can do things of much course better, much better. It, 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 of course look great. what we're doing here. This is amazing. We're talking to each other. This is no you know we're not <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm a I'm a true uh, believer for the 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 guy that mentioned. Uh, computer is just helping us human. I I do believe that actually, and yeah, but not to, not to forget. Yeah, just like what we are trying to, uh, answer, is whether the the people behind of the machine making the. The programming, the the script that they enter is whether they are evil or not. I yeah, I think most of people will genuinely believe that actually computer or whatever it is, technology is really helping us human to do things that make us uh, making it faster and easier. I, I really believe that it actually, but come again with the question yeah. who is behind this what is the motivation of, of building this machine building this ai this fake something fake app fake app what, what that that's the yeah that's the big question that we we, we should understand <laughs> well yeah there's this little voice inside me that's saying why can't we help <laughs> why can't we be a part of this process and why can't we all utilize this opportunity to actually learn uh, together and and um, co-create something in an emergence, uh, and by that I'm using fancy words, but what I mean by that is is 
really come together on it's such an important issue and if we were all thinking about it as participants wouldn't we have such a different perspective on who we are in relationship to everyone else that we're all team members instead of being you know just these isolated uh people hoping that we don't have to do that boring job and that some you know whatever the the scenario is I really don't like the way we're being talked to as though, don't worry, the boring jobs, you're not going to have to do those anymore. And I, I just don't really appreciate that being told that. I mean, that's always been something that's been been said. And I, I'm not saying that all, all of the the designers are, are taking that angle, but it's it's a way of presenting these um, these these this new technology to to the people in a in order to gain our acceptance when it's really it's disingenuous i believe and and that that i don't like i don't like the aspect of um the power aspect the 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 imbalance of power that's happening um a lot of people are getting very rich off of this because they have access to something um you know there 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 are there are examples of this technology that were funded by public funds who are now in private hands because they were the ones who were uh, managing that technology we haven't questioned that at all okay um i'm just gonna say there's a famous company that made a big map and that map is, you know, a lot of what they use was funded by us. And now it's privately owned. And how many examples of that? I mean, it. this is just wrong. This I mean, should not belong that. to any private company. I'm sorry that's to one, go. That's one thing, but... Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure I trust, because when you say private, I'm not even sure I trust the government uh, with this. So, so there needs to be something even, yeah, I don't have an answer how, how it should be. Well, going. I'm not really Maybe interested in, in coming down on anyone. I'm more interested in saying what would be better, you know, what what can we create out of out of this? What And how can we learn? Uh, how can we learn and and be informed by what isn't working? Um, and I think there's a lot of things that aren't working necessarily in the way they're supposed to be working along these lines in, in terms of technology. And that's not really being acknowledged because there's so much excitement around what is working, which is great. But But again, it just comes down to participation and... Um, I'm just not feeling that I'm not feeling that we're we're all being considered in this. Yeah, because and, we're first not considering ourselves. We're not uh meaning we 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 just most of us are in the we're busy doing our own thing, worrying about life and there's so many reasons these days to, to worry. True. And, uh, uh, we don't have the capacity. I mean, an ordinary person has no capacity to think also about that. I mean, it's just 
so overwhelming when you start thinking. Uh, and unfortunately, in such situations, media should be playing roles in terms of yes. bringing dialogue forward, demystifying some of the subjects. But yeah, I we totally don't have media that. anymore. I mean, right. I'm sorry, but we don't have media in that sense. I don't see it. Why? Yes, there, yeah, there are private blogs you can read, but you need to take a vacation just to see what's real and what's not real and who's behind also on, on writing. It's, it's, it's very difficult to actually, um, for a normal human being, to, to find their way in all this. That's where, yes. of course, I would always uh, say our shortcut to understanding what's true and not is always connected to our... Uh, to things like intuition, to consciousness, self-awareness. Because if, if we can, if we know how to practice that, we would know how to also feel into what's wrong and what's right. And You know, we're coming back to an issue that we hit on in a lot of our talks. And that is the one of how when people get siloed and they um, pursue an expertise without having... Uh, a more well-rounded um, education on it or or perspective of it, um, bad things happen. And when you're talking about an expertise that is incredibly powerful, you know, I'm thinking about some of these tech people and I, I totally get why they're obsessed with it. I mean, it's the geekiest thing ever. It's wonderful. I, I love geeking out on things that I love, you know? Um, but the peril is in the idea that their their knowledge base is so specific and it's so granular that they don't see the bigger picture. And we are the bigger picture. They're not trained also. I've uh, listened to one of, there's one very interesting book about the importance of, uh, I forgot, Fuzzy, what was it called? I forgot the name. Um, but he was talking about the importance of bringing social uh, sciences and uh, together with the technical science, sciences, he was uh, giving example how <clears throat> people need to be trained actually in things like they need to study ethics, for example, they need to study uh, psychology, they need to study, so, so all of these things. Poetry. Poetry also, yes. Yeah. So in general, the arts and the social sciences, yes. And uh, uh, he was advocating that, uh, yeah, the book is called Fuzzy and Techie. Uh, and uh, so he's talking about in general, this uh, always there has been like a wall between the more engineering, more technical subjects and the more arts and social studies. And he was yeah. advocating that in this world today, we need uh, people who do technology to be trained in all these social sciences. Is is it unfair to say that this might be an articulation of the separation between the ma masculine and the feminine? Yeah, it's another version of it. It's not the same, but it, it's one more, more way in which we divided things. Because if you go, if you go one 
like all the way back in human history. Uh, I mean, you're referring to, but like the geniuses, like people like Leonardo. I mean, he he was yeah. doing both science and uh, arts, and there are many examples like that. The, the science, it's exactly what happened also with doctors. We divided them in all these different types. So it's this uh, idea of specialization and division of labor, which we took to an extreme, mm. as a result of which we have no uh, systemic, holistic understanding of subjects yeah. uh, in, in many areas. So, so this is, again, part of this duty of what we need to do as humanity now is we need to focus on people integrating so we've separated a lot of things now we need to integrate them yeah it's, i agree i so word. agree with that yeah like integration in general is a big word because for for human beings it's the same we need to integrate our uh, spirituality together with our biology and everything i mean we've been separating things and if that weren't the case, uh, this would be a, such a different conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding personally a lot of frustration about really talking about this because I, I feel from one angle, I understand it. And from another angle, I absolutely don't because there's so much, uh, you know, I don't know about, uh, making computers <laughs> yeah. what goes into it and um but i do know i do know uh that there's a huge power imbalance going on and that um there is a separation happening because of it a separation on so many different levels that i i can't even articulate it almost feels like every single thing it almost feels like this obsession with technology is starting to separate us from the very planet we live on. Yeah, but at the same time, I think there has never been, it's a little bit this yin, yin yang thing, but it's kind of, things are balancing themselves out because everything that we're talking is true, but at the same time, there have never been more people talking about transformation, about spirituality, about all these other subjects. Right, so fascinating. It's, never, it's really fascinating what's happening there. So yeah. I think that together with the growth of one side, the other side is growing as well. Uh, yeah, it's true, because here we are talking to each other on this technological device. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like just what you... Uh, said uh, Mia, I'm the same way like you. Yeah, uh, we we know something, but on the other hand, we don't know something. And yeah. to me, to me, it's that's why people have I don't know. Yeah, between people, that's why we we should get more conversation like this between mm -hmm. between everyone else, between everyone, between other people. So yes. so now after our conversation, I was thinking that. Oh, we we should we just we we just should come back to ourselves by talking to other peoples and we even if we don't know the other thing we we just know that the we have to prioritize the one thing that we know we don't we don't have to 
We don't have to put all of our energy try to answer what we don't know yeah, about the computer, about the AI, and about the uh, anything in the computer machine. But somehow right. I finally found the important thing is that we should put our effort and, and our energy just just uh, try to be as human as we can by uh, talking with other people, talking with real people, talking with human and whether it's the same opinion or we have a different opinion, that really makes us human as human as can be. And yeah, that's that that's not can be done by machine or AI. This conversation reminded me of a conversation I had many, 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 many years ago because I am actually um <laughs> It's just when you said that you uh, don't know much about computers, I there is a part of me, I'm actually, my first master's degree is in uh, automatics, so I'm actually by education an <laughs> engineer in automatics. But I remember the conversation I had when as a student, so some of my friends went to study philologies and I don't know, they were just more humanitarian subjects. And I was in engineering, it wasn't my place, but it just happened like that. And uh, I remember as students, we had these conversations that uh, there was a fear because at that time I was already studying computers. And uh, there was a fear in other people that computers, and they were so undeveloped at that stage, it was the first computers really. Uh, we already had that fear that they're going to surpass us. Uh, so, so part of that fear is, um, um, I don't know, I'm hoping that this is the fear that will push us to really develop this human advantage uh, and to, to differentiate ourselves, to really understand how we're different. What is the fear exactly? That we're not enough to compete, that we're not, we're not good enough to repeat. That's the foundational fear, and that's a very uh, basic one. So if our identity, so imagine, for example, imagine you're an IT person that has spent really incredible amounts of time developing the capabilities to write code in the last years. I mean, it's a very, uh, it's a profession that developed in the last years. Basically, a lot of self-learning. I mean, these people have spent a lot of time to really develop the, the knowledge and abilities because it's mm -hmm. not it's a new profession, not enough was known. So they've been learning on the go. And you've spent all these sleepless nights and now you've become a, a, this good programmer. And all of a sudden, boom, AI can write code. So your whole identity is around the fact that you develop the capacity to write good code and to do complicated structures of uh, software architecture. And you know, all of a sudden this machine can do it better. When your whole identity is only on that and you don't recognize your other capacities as a human being, of course you're going to be afraid. Mm -hmm. Of course. You, you have I, 
I'm listening to you and I'm thinking that it's very possible that every existential problem we face in the world today is because we don't believe how powerful we really are. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. We don't know it. We don't know our own capacities. We we don't know what we're capable of because it's like we lose it. We get born with it. I think children don't have these fears, but then afterwards, through education and through through the the way the system manipulates you into developing, we develop all these fears and. And, yeah. and we fall asleep step by step we fall asleep and we run away with these fears and we develop these systems that everything's outside of ourselves again you yes. know this is how we go outside of ourselves we don't we've convinced ourselves that there's nothing inside yeah yeah, yeah. but it's all inside and and intellectually here's the irony intellectually we know this we know quantum the quantum reality is that it's all inside of us that we are creating all of this and projecting it out and and even knowing that we still persist in not believing in ourselves it's a it's a it's a real um it's a real conundrum the human uh dilemma right now yeah, but to me, uh, I can see uh, when when Natalia mentioned about the the, uh, the fear of humans say to themselves that we are not enough. Yeah, I, for, for me, it's now I don't know because it's it's uh, came from my spirituality. But you are enough. Human are enough because the God is creating you. <laughs> Other, yeah, than, exactly. other than the machine created by human, us humans are created by our creator. So you have to be enough and you have to know that you are enough. There's mm, there's no need to think that, oh, are we good enough or are we enough for this? But one thing that came up for, for me, at least for myself, uh, through our entire conversation is... Mm, we human is enough because human are created by our own creator but the machine is created by human so as we can see oh. great flawed ones <laughs> well you know it's like natalia was saying children don't have these questions <laughs> they just are you know they just are themselves and they have faith in the world and they enjoy themselves and we've forgotten Mm, yeah, yeah. Together with this, I absolutely agree, and I love how we defined it. Uh, but together with this, there is an important part of the conversation when, uh, Mia, you said that uh, we're talking also of arms. Did, did you use the word arms? Yeah. Uh, so, so we shouldn't forget that, that there is also a... Uh, I mean, humanity has always been into uh, desire for power and domination. It's, by the way, driven from the same, uh, like, like people who 
actually embody with understanding we're doing now and with spiritual human beings they don't need, have the same need for power the way uh people who don't have that have it but it's a whole other conversation uh but what i wanted to say is that i think there is a uh there's a fight now for who's gonna have the power through these tools. And that's the, that's the part we should not forget. And we should keep bringing to the surface uh, information about the concentration of power, information about how these things are used, and, and kind of keep pushing dialogue. Keep pushing dialogue and keep bring, bringing things to the surface. Because we cannot just um, say, oh, we, I mean, we cannot just do this inner work and think that that's enough. Uh, we expect you to do more than that. That's what I feel. We shouldn't forget that part. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's a I war. Agree as well. It's a war. And we uh, haven't, um, uh, we, I think we are entering into this existence that is counter to our own nature. You know, even in in uh, wild animals don't kill each other of their own kind wantonly the way that we do they will they will not do that mm -hmm. what are we doing we need to really look at this um not just look at it but get away from it <laughs> you know <laughs> stop repeating it you know come up with a better idea design a new design yeah, and that's where I feel um, like even now, right now, there's a war going on. And for oh. me, it's very close to, to home. I mean, my my home country is practically a neighboring country for Ukraine. We have a sea that divides us. Which, I mean, we're, we're very close to Russia and Ukraine. Uh yes. You're in so the it's middle. not it's not a virtual thing for me. It's, right. it's, it's, right. a, it's a it's a real war, um, but most of it is happening in the information. What's really interesting? Oh, when it really history history in the past. I was always like questioning how can it be still not clear. What really happened? Aren't there alive people that can tell what happened, right? And now I'm a live person, pretty interested and conscious of these things. And I don't know in full detail what's happening. I mean, not in full detail, but I, I have no good... There's just such a disinformation. There's just so much crap that's being said about it. It's incredible. It's it's totally incredible. It's an information war, actually. It totally uh, is. And uh, we're so much misled. And I'm trying to, and I listen to these things, and I'm fortunate in the sense that, uh, uh, I mean, I don't have time to, I can read Russian in general, so I don't have time to read a lot of Russian things, but I am connected to people who read both Russian and English. So, so there's information that's coming up that's a little more, how should I say, you, you're hearing more stories. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure saying, of it. Yeah, I'm not saying I mean, it's the truth, but it's a little more 
uh, but still cannot fully get it. And, and this is what we need to be focused on. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I think we just wrap our episode here and talk again on the other episode. Bye. Bye. Vanilla Weeds Podcast, The Art of Living Together. Keep listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Get in touch with us if you have topics that interest you or ideas about guests we should invite, and share with your network if something touches you. 